this is Dr. Jeff Craig, superintendent of West Aurora Schools, and we are in podcast number eight, and we are really super excited about our opportunity to uh, talk with Police Chief Kristen Zeman. Chief Zeman, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for having me. Well, this is a, this is a new way of approaching our conversations. Uh, normally, we would sit in our exec council mm -hmm. uh, conference room and have a discussion, but uh, we're going to go out and grab some coffee and just have a casual conversation. We drive around some of our schools. Sounds good. I can keep an eye on your uh, your driving skills. Absolutely. Make Absolutely. sure you're following, uh, obeying all the laws, uh, the traffic laws. It'd be important not to have a distracted driving uh, ticket. No, not at all. So, uh, you know, one of the unique things about being able to have a conversation with our police chief is uh, that you are a graduate of West Aurora Schools. Go Blackhawks. Go Blackhawks, roll on. Yep. Um, so, not to pry to your age, but what year did you graduate? That is a pry to my age. I'm a proud graduate of 1991. 1991, yep. a lot's changed since then. Yes, it has. With the addition of the school, I, I get lost in there now. Yeah, and probably district-wide you've seen a difference. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, I know a lot of our, you know, we've got uh, probably 80% eight, of our 3,700 students participate in extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. Uh, did you take advantage of, of those opportunities when you were a student? I did. Uh, my freshman year, and no one knows this, but I was on the bowling team. Wow. Yeah, that's top secret. <laughs> uh, and then uh, then I found my niche in theater. So under Donna Letster, I was in the theater program, oh, yeah. and Meg Papadolius and the, the choir, and then... Famous names in yeah, the history. Yeah, and Barbara Blum as uh, the newspaper advisor. So I was on the newspaper staff and one of the editors, so that was my jam. So you talked about some of those specific things. Were there other fond memories that uh, kind of, you know, you still hearken on and still kind of come back and go, hey, that was really a fun time in my life? You know, it's a culmination of so many memories that I have, um, one of which, and I, I'm sure this is true for every uh, current student and, and alumnus, is that the, the games, the games are always just the, the best places to be, the football games and basketball games, and the rowdies were there when I was there, so it's nice to see that tradition. Absolutely. So so my memories are, are of that, of that, um, that esprit de corps and that camaraderie and just, you know, the, the roll on Blackhawks. And then, of course, my, my memories are of the contribution to the newspaper staff and the huh. skills that I developed there. So not only was it fun, but in connecting the dots backwards, I learned so much and so much of which I apply to my, my current life. Well, you know, that tradition still carries on today. That our rowdies are still uh, front and center, along with a very large band at a lot of our events. Yeah. And so we're really proud of uh, how our kids carry themselves and, and show that exuberance and excitement for, for our teams. Absolutely. So making the leap, um, when you left Westboro High School, uh, where did you then take on your post-secondary education? So after, so this is interesting, is all of my friends went away to college and I knew I wanted to be a police officer since probably elementary school. And it was really cool about that as well at West High because when I sat down uh, with my counselor, Archie Needham, and I told oh. him I, I want to be a police officer and it, all my teachers knew that's what I wanted to do. And, and it, it was nice to have that, that support from, from the staff at West High. But after that, I actually applied for the cadet test at the Aurora Police Department. So I 
literally graduated in June of 91 and started my police career as a cadet in July of wow. 1991. So I went to Wabansi. Uh, actually, the police department paid for my my college at Wabansi. And then uh, after that, I was not, I felt unfinished and wanted to continue my education. So I got my bachelor's degree from Aurora University, went on to get a master's degree in a police administration from Boston University. And I'm very proud to say I finished my second master's degree in Homeland Security um, this or next month, actually. So that's, a lot that's of really incredible. Absolutely. So, you know, you said you always wanted or knew you wanted to be a police yeah. officer. What do you think, you know, really kind of pushed your, your thought process that way? Well, I think it was growing up in a house where my father was a police officer, so it was that legacy. But but it goes even beyond that. I, I'm I have this personality where I it's very hard for me to to consider myself or to sit behind a desk, and which is ironic because that's exactly <laughs> what I do now. Um, but I like the idea of every day being different, being in a squad car and driving around and having something new and, and, and exciting, never knowing what the day is gonna hold. And and the idea of being able to, to help people, even at their worst times, yes. um, was very intriguing and challenging to me. And I think that's what drew me to the profession and that's what keeps me loving the profession. So so, you know, it's an interesting piece because I liken it to, you know, being administration. When you're a classroom teacher, you see and you're out and you're doing yeah. with kids and then you administratively you're, you're, you're pulling the, the yeah. thirty five to 50,000. Mm -hmm. So as the chief of police, mm -hmm. how do you know and, and do you think you're making a difference in our community? I certainly hope so. Uh, as the chief, as you said, the, the key to being the chief is um, to me, it's about serving those you lead, the ones, the boots on the street, we call yes. them. And just like, you know, the teachers in the classroom, those are the ones who are doing the work and who are making the difference. And so for me, the impact I hope to make is to give them the tools they need to perform their job, set the mission and the vision. And for me, that mission and vision is all about community. And that's, you know, interestingly enough, what ties into the school districts and, and our relationship with with, in partnership with District 129 is absolutely phenomenal. And there's so much of an overlap in community. So the impact that I hope to make is that the number one is to leave it better than I found it, but is to emphasize that not only do we um, do we enforce laws, that's the that's the part of our job that's you know makes people upset sometimes. Yes. But the other part of our job is to build relationships is and to have community engagement. And um, I hope that I have helped to build trust in the community because that's where I believe our residents, our citizens, our students, those who have businesses here um, will work with us because they trust us. And I think trust is paramount. I want to come back to um, that transition from being the boots on the ground mm -hmm. to that leadership role. But I think we have another important task here. One very important task. Yes. And so I want to order some coffee here. And can I ask I what... I get started for you. Tall... Tall non-fat vanilla latte. Tall, tall non-fat vanilla latte. Tall non-fat vanilla latte. And can I have a tall blonde, please? And a tall blonde. That'll be a pour over. Is that okay? Yes. Perfect. Anything else? I think that's good. Six twenty-seven. Thank you. Gotta get the non-fat. Working on my six-pack. <laughs> so this will be an interesting part of the video right here. There's no line here. Yeah, that doesn't happen often. I know. How, How are you today? You know what? I can't complain. How are you guys? Awesome. 
Hey, do you know who the uh, chief of police is here in Aurora? I don't. You don't? Do you know if it's male or female? <laughs> Not at all. Would you like to meet the chief of police? Is it you? No. <laughs> is it you? Yes. Nice. Did you just get elected? It'll be three years in January. Still excited about it though? I appreciate it. Yes. Here you go. Thank you. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Good to meet you as well. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. You put them on the spot. I did. That was uncomfortable. That's how I do it. <laughs> now he says, "Clean your windshield off." Okay. So, you know, interestingly enough, and I'm sure you've been reminded of this multiple times, um, being the first female police chief in the city of Aurora. Yes. What's the significance of that? So that's an interesting question for me because I spent my entire career uh, really trying to shine the light away from being a female. Uh, yep. In a male-dominated profession, it was more important to me that I blended in and was one of the guys. And, you know, we're a paramilitary military organization, and um, it just seemed fitting that, you know, we didn't concentrate on gender. Sure. And it wasn't honestly until, in fact, I'll tell you when I, I, so I became the first female lieutenant in the history of the police department. And I was so uncomfortable with the headline because huh. I got promoted with some great people who also became lieutenants, but the headline was first female. And I thought, oh, you know, it took away from- Your some, merits. Some, yeah, yes. well, yeah, it's not only that, and some excellent guys too that, you know, that, that also earned it, you know? And, and I, I, I know I earned it, I'm proud of that, but it was just, it just felt like it was such a focus on being a female. And so then I went on to become the first female commander and then the first chief, but by then, I started to realize that there is such power in seeing something that you wouldn't normally see. And by that I mean when I first started in the police department, there were no females in rank. Ah. And that was in 1991, not even one female had reached the rank of sergeant. And so it never ever occurred to me that I would move up in the police department because I, I didn't see that. I didn't see that, you know, anyone emulating that. And so I started to change that mindset to, you know, wait a minute, that's a, you know, it's an opportunity and it's a responsibility to say, yes, I was the first female and to pave the path. There have been so many women that paved the path in policing for me. So now I, I understand the importance of being a role model and being able to look at something and say, one day I want to be that. And so my whole paradigm has changed about that. So my guess is that you've transcended the ranks into the, the position of chief, which validates your body of work. Yes. And so no longer, and I shouldn't say no longer, probably fewer times is it, is it about gender, as you say, but it's more about the work that you've done Absolutely. and the leadership uh, model that you've created. And, you know, breaking that glass ceiling, allowing other people to aspire and say, yes, I can. Yeah, absolutely. And we're coming into a time where more women in the military, more women becoming police chiefs. And I, I'm, I'm happy that it's it's becoming the norm. That's what, what I've always wanted. But you're right, you know, competency speaks, you know, it, it's, it defies gender. And so I hope that I've gained the respect of, of the people in my organization and the citizens I serve. That's awesome. And I, you know, quite honestly, I, you know, there's, um, people say whether you're continuing the mantle or you're establishing your own uh, pathway 
Um, I think people have a great deal of respect in the direction the department is heading, and, and so kudos to you on that. Well, thank you very much, and the credit goes to the men and women who wear this uniform, who go out there every single day and do such good work. And, you know, you see the headlines in, in other cities uh, of, you know, of the, you know, how sometimes the badge is tarnished, you yes. know, by one wrong, uh, wrong move. Um, and that is so unfortunate because the work that, that these men and women do and the civilians and even the citizens who, you know, are part of, of, of our organization by by you know, reporting crimes to us, by volunteering in the Citizens Police Academy. We have so many allies in citizens, and as I mentioned earlier, is in school districts. And that's where, that's how, that's how you, you move a city forward. You know, so let's, let's talk a little bit about that. You've, you've transitioned from um, those boots on the ground, that rank and file, mm -hmm. in through the leadership. What were those transitions like? Um, and what, what kind of uh, nudged you to even aspire to those, those positions of rank? So as I mentioned earlier, I never even thought of myself as, as promoting uh, because it just didn't seem like it was a possibility. And, um, and I would say this to any student right now who is listening, is that, or to anyone actually who's, who's, a, who's looking beyond of what their capabilities are. And I think something, number one, there are two things that happen. Number one, people always see something in you that you don't see in yourself. True. And, and, and the truth is, is that at it, it West Aurora High School, Barbara Blum was that person for me. It's part of the reason that that you know I had a, a column in the Beacon for so many years. I started writing because she said, "Wow, you're a good writer. You should join my that. newspaper staff." Yeah, and uh, and and the same happened for me at work when a lieutenant said to me, "You should really take the sergeant's test." And you know, I did the whole. Are you are you talking to me? Who are you, who are you, who are you talking to? And uh, and and he said, "Yeah, you know, you'd never miss an opportunity to better yourself." And so so I, I changed that mindset from "Why not me?" Um, to or for I'm sorry from why me to why not me yeah. you know, I, I'll, I'm gonna test for it and so it was that shift in, in that self-talk that just said you can do this and and that's what made me want to, to move up in into the leadership roles the things that I have learned in leadership is that when I was a patrol officer, I would look at my sergeants and say, God, why, why are they making that decision? What, what are they thinking? Yeah. And then when I became a sergeant, I was like, oh yeah, that's why that's why they do that. Every seat, every rank I have got in, I, I have said, oh, it looks very different from here. Yes. And you can appreciate that too when you're at the at the 10,000 foot of, of the organization and, and you know, and you're trying to manage everyone and make sure everything is running smoothly, um, you see things very differently and the challenges that you know that I used to think what were they thinking yes. now I understand okay, and you own them that's right and, and that's that's my mantra <laughs> I have a I have a plaque in my office and it says I'm responsible because yes. you know sometimes things you know aren't our fault but we are absolutely responsible for them and so I have to remind myself all the time but it's been quite an eye-opener to um, to reach the different ranks and people sometimes think that um, your IQ goes up uh, with the uh, the the collar brass and um, the actual the, the truth of that is no the smartest people are all around our organizations no matter what position they hold and the bag of answers gets bigger right that's right that's right and best idea wins no matter who it comes from you know you you you, you talked a little bit about students listening put your advisor hat on yeah. your coach hat so if there are students, uh, male, female, doesn't make a difference, mm -hmm. that are thinking about law enforcement. And you yeah. mentioned, you know, there's, you know, some of law enforcement's got a little bad rap, a mm -hmm. little tarnish. Yeah. 
So in, in 2018, 2019, 20, as we're moving in, mm -hmm. how would you advise students that are thinking, contemplating yeah. uh, going into law enforcement? So the answer is different than probably most people would would assume I would give. Um, when I talk to to young adults about their careers and when they say they want to go into law enforcement, the first thing I tell them is number one is the, the weapon that we carry is actually this guy and mm. this is this is our pen. And what I mean by that, it's very symbolic because uh, what our job is is to is to report the things that have happened in a police report um, and take those things to court so you have to have excellent writing skills mm. and and no one thinks of that our English teachers a, will embrace you yes for that. Uh -huh. um, and in order to become a good writer you have to be a ferocious reader so I say read books and and write things write about a situation that just happened because when you can translate an incident into a police report it gives you credibility when you're testifying to that on yes. the stand and so that's so important and even more important is uh, problem solving. You know, I say become the, the peacekeeper, you know, in a situation because this is what we do. When we get to a scene, people look to us. People call 911 at the worst possible times of their life. They don't call us to, you know, just to come over and have coffee. Yes. Um, although you can, anybody who wants to have me over for coffee, <laughs> uh, we will happily. But, but you know, people call 911 when they need help. And so you have to have conflict uh, in, in, in de-escalation skills, um, conflict management skills. And so, you know, I tell people, you know, try to think about yourself as a, as a problem solver um, with command presence. And most importantly is live a life of integrity because I can train you to shoot a gun. I can train you in defensive tactics. I can train you on how to handcuff someone and to do all the cool things that you see cops do. That's easy. Those are those are, are skills that we can teach you, but what you need to bring to the table, what I can't teach you is trustworthiness, is honesty, integrity, doing the right thing when no one is watching. And we get a lot of people that don't make it through the background check because of the decisions Absolutely. they've made. So uh, the other advice is to, to surround yourself with people who lift you up and don't knock you down and then to make very certain that every choice you make is with the end in mind. Is if I do this and that was the cool thing about me wanting to be a police officer uh, all through high school is I always thought I, I can't go to that party. I can't do that because I want to be a police officer. and I don't want anything to ruin that. And so if you keep that end in mind um, and then the, and then another thing to do is seek out people who are where you want to be. Whether you want to be a police officer, whether you want to be a police chief, whether you want to be a superintendent, um, seek out people who are in those positions and ask them, how did you get here? What did chief, you I do? Could, if I can interrupt you, yeah. you're passing by McCleary Elementary here. Also my alma mater. Nicely done. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Go McCleary. So I'm sorry, you were talking about seeking out people that were, were in that role that you're yeah. aspiring to. And find out how they got there. You know, and and you know, it's it's about mentorship, taking the things, the the qualities in people. That's what I've done with leadership. So many things of leadership over the years. Honestly, I've learned what not to do. Mm. Um, but also, you know, you watch people and and emulate them, and that's how you get to where you want to be. Notice I'm demonstrating uh, good looking both I ways. I see that in your turn signal. Yes. Also, stop behind the line. Yes. Spot on. Not rolling through. Yeah. So a little bit of shift from some of the, the serious uh, questions. Um, you know, we're, we're in the throes of celebrating 150 years at, the, at Westboro High School. Incredible. Which is uh, not too many places get to, to make that claim. Yep. 
So what's your reflections on being a part of that? Not that you're 150 years old by any stretch of the imagination, Close. but you're a part of that legacy. Yeah. You're a part of that history. Um, what's some of your reflection on, on just that, that whole piece of being a Blackhawk, of, yeah. of the things you've talked about, your fond memories and stuff like that? Yeah, it's once a Blackhawk, always a Blackhawk. And, you know, I joke, of course, you know, our mayor is a, a, a Tomcat yes. and uh, my former chief was a Tomcat. So we have this rivalry going. And, and the, but the truth is, I, am, I have so much pride. It just swells up in my chest when, when I drive by West High and when, um, just knowing that I am everything that I am and, and have become and I'm proud of my accomplishments has been because of that foundation that I have had uh. in this school district. And 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 I do not say that lightly. And um, I, I like to bring my own kids into this is, you know, here's what the, the legacy of West High, and I see it now that my kids are in college. But you know, they they both they both still all four, have two step kids as well, and they bleed red and blue. And th what I love about the legacy is because is what West High does, this whole district does. Um, it allows you to find your niche and to be exactly who you are meant to be. And I I've had four kids go through that school, and and all of them on different trajectories. Uh, my daughter was a, a, a varsity athlete all four years. Uh, my son is all musical theater, lives and breathes that. And, you know, and then, you know, I have one that's a, a, a so smart in math. And, you know, there's like every everything that you, you are and can be, you can find yourself in, in the Absolutely. halls Absolutely. Of, of this school. And it allows you, again, to be precisely who you are meant to be and to be exactly who you are. And it's so diverse and belonging. And I, I, I just, I can't say enough about being a part of that legacy. It just, it makes me swell with pride. As we're just strolling past Jefferson yeah. Middle School. Yep, also my alma mater. Also your alma mater, yep. strategically. Go Jayhawks, worked out I know. I, I feel like you're taking me on a path. <laughs> Down memory lane. You know, you mentioned your kids, and I'm, I'm curious, and because your kids were very successful, very involved, mm -hmm. how do you think your experience influenced their experiences and their their um, their aspirations within West Rose School District? Yeah, well, I think that part of the, you know, part of your, your experiences that you have anywhere you are is, is actually getting out there and showing up for things and it's the one thing I always told them is what's the thing what what are you interested in don't you know try try new things and that's the other cool thing is you can join a club there are a multitude and there's even more now when the kids were telling me about the different clubs that there are oh yes far more than you know than when was there and 61 clubs and activities at the high school alone. absolutely incredible so there is bound to be a hobby or something that interests you and so the one piece of advice and what I learned from by being there and I don't think I fully understood it until I graduated was how much that you know having my interests in alignment with what was available to me at West High but that was my advice to the kids was get involved in anything that you have an interest in regardless of whether they're competing interests you can you can be in choir and you can play sports you can you can be in the arts and you can yes, you, can you can still be an athlete you know all of those things that that people consider on, on separate trajectories but 
you know, and that's what I learned from it. And that's what I hope I believe I did instill in them. And they are so successful. They're successful human beings thus far because, you know, once I got to college, and this is another thing of the college prep, um, you know, and not everybody is on the college trajectory. You know, there's there's also, you know, there's so many skills you can learn um, that, that, you know, may not may not fit kids that, that want to go to college, but there's still skills that you can learn. But for them, that when they got to college, they said, I learned time management, you know, from honors classes and learned how to juggle my, my, my sports and my theater and all of the things. And it's making them successful college students because of the foundation that they've, they've got from you here, bet. received from here. And as we uh, drive past the pinnacle of your West yeah. Aurora experience, West mm -hmm. High, yeah, go Blackhawks. We are real world society under one roof. And I think that's a, um, that's a real important piece. You talk about the diversity that we have and we share and kids walk away from our setting and they're not surprised by anything uh, that society can throw at them. Yeah. And I think that's an important piece as well. Absolutely. As, as we think about wrapping up our conversation, now this is probably a little self-serving on my part, but um, if, if someone were to come up to you and say, so chief, you've got a little you know skin in the game here in terms of the safety of our community. Mm -hmm. If somebody says, you know, I've got young kids and I'm thinking about, uh, you know, buying some of that, mm. that affordable housing in Aurora. Yeah. How do you respond to that when they say, what do you think? Well, I obviously tell them, you know, number one, our crime rate has, has reduced so much so that people can live here and go to school here and work here and raise their children here and not have to worry. We have our problems. Any city, we are the second largest city in Illinois. We're going to have, uh, we're going to have our crime problems, but we have been on a steady reduction since the 90s. And I tell anyone um, who is preparing to move here, uh, I will pull up the stats and and I will show them here is is where it, why it is safe and the numbers don't lie I'd argue um, with that. yeah it really is and you know and it's a it's an art and a science and I also tell them again about the partnerships and I can't emphasize that enough I have it, it's so important to me um, in fact when I was arriving here today I was talking to Kevin Triplett who's a former police officer yes. and said we just had a meeting with your police department and in some of the other surrounding cities that is so important that we all stay on the same page because we also have school resource officers that are doing a phenomenal job in, in the middle schools and in the high schools. And so they keep that, just that liaison position keeps us uh, um, really informed about any anything that's happening in the school. Um, and obviously, and in, in, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about, you know, how the fearfulness of, you know, school shootings. And so we have to work together to identify any anyone who is troubled and uh, where we can thwart anything, a threat before it happens. And that's where the teachers come in. That's where the school resources, resource officers come in, social workers and the police. And we all can work together and, and hinder that and keep our kids safe. And if you haven't heard it, and you probably never hear it enough, but we truly value that partnership because we think that's what help, uh, helps assuage some of our families and parents to say, are my kids safe? You know, they want a good education, yeah. but they want to know that they're going to be safe. And, yeah. and I think that uh, truly is a great step and a great partnership that we value with uh, Aurora and North Aurora Police Department. Absolutely. And there was a movement back in the day where we don't want squad cars parked in front of the school. Yes. And couldn't I, have a uniform there, on. No, couldn't, couldn't wear a clothes. uniform. And, and But there's a there's a deterrence when you have a, a uniformed officer there and a squad car parked outside. It doesn't mean something is wrong. It's just it's it's a deterrent. So if someone were to come in and, and become a threat, you know, they might think twice about 
about it. We're so, there for you. Yeah, that's all. That's very important. So it's it doesn't it doesn't mean something is wrong. And I think that's that us versus them mentality. Yes. So if the police are here, something is bad. And you know, yeah. And so that, there there is no us. There is no though no them. It's it's just we. So one of the things that that I have come to find out about you, and uh, in speaking with. Uh, people within the department and people that have left the department. Have, and that's just uh, what a great resource you are, not just to the Aurora community and not just to the state of Illinois, but regionally and nationally because of some of the training that you got. You talked about your second master's. You talk about really uh, focusing and honing in on some specific strategies, philosophies, tactics. What kind of what do you bring back to our community and to our region sure. um, as a result of, of that education, as a result of that training? So I, I, that's, to me, education is is paramount. And I don't even necessarily mean in in it as a formal degree. You don't have to, to have a formal degree uh, to, to educate yourself. But it has been my promise to my organization and to this city that I will commit myself to constant self-improvement because the more I learn um, at the federal level and having a degree in, in Homeland Security, which is a degree in terrorism, helps me partner and, and has brought in a lot of resources from the federal level and knowledge of things that we need to look for here in a community. Absolutely. We often we just look at our, our own little microcosm of the city and, and you know, but we don't look beyond it. And so the education that I've I've received from outside of this city and, and with this second master's degree helps me bring um, you know new ideas and new processes and systems that will also help keep our community safe. Well, Chief, it has been truly an honor uh, for you to be a part of our podcast. Thank you so much for taking the Thank time. Thank you. Uh, we really value what you bring to the Aurora community and to our West Aurora schools. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you so much. Um, so I want to just uh, share uh, with um, our folks that uh, we've had the honor of uh, having uh, Chief uh, Kristen Zeman, uh, Aurora Police Chief, here on podcast number eight. Please remember you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, including iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the TuneIn Radio app. And I would encourage you to subscribe to our broadcast, and please give us feedback so we can continue to improve on our discussions. Chief Zeman, it's been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so Appreciate very it. much. Appreciate it.